Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another, well, the final episode of season one of Preacher. Now this is episode 10, Call and Response. It's not the final episode of Preacher that we'll be covering, but it is the final for uh, the town of Anvil that found itself eviscerated by the end of this episode. <laughs> Incinerated, maybe that is the, the better word and very appropriately so i may add this episode was written and directed by sam catlin premiered 7 31 of 2016 and i gave it an 8.7 out of 10 let's go ahead and jump right into the recap here anvil sunday morning 17 hours until jesse calls god to have a chat the mascot closes his uh blinds and the man himself Jesse runs by shouting, Hey Mabel, with police chasing and her encouraging. I'm gonna get that son of a bitch. Tulip comes back and meets with Mose, who is getting dolled up with everyone else for the big day. They're getting bikini waxes, getting their hair looking nice. Like, uh, this is all bullshit. Well, I'd rather be, uh, <laughs> prepared than unprepared i thought to myself they really don't got nothing going on but then i thought hey back in the olden times people took pilgrimages did i say that wrong pilgrimages <laughs> i feel like i'm saying it wrong <laughs> pilgrimage maybe i'm not used to saying it with the plural but they took them to get tiny bottles of water from the blood cast from a saint into the river like I'm going to get whatever minuscule amount of carbon dioxide and whatever other molecule. I don't know science, but we're going to turn it into a relic because it'll be a miracle. So I guess when you don't have a lot to work with, you got to work with what you got. Most tells her Donnie has absconded with Jesse. Donnie spanks his wife at home while she's dressed up and gives her frozen peas to sit on after the enjoyment. He was so uh, confident because she was like, I've missed you. Like, you're back, daddy. And he's like, oh, yeah. Tulip took a flamingo and is smashing in their windows. Demanded to know where Jesse is. I don't remember the wife's name this entire time, and it's sad because I should, but I just wrote Donnie's wife because he came here and she's like, he's half deaf, bitch. Shut the fuck up. I don't think she would have slammed her head into the table like that if she had not ended it with bitch. <laughs> Jesse comes out cool as a cucumber from a shower and says, Hey Tula, what you doing here? As if you did not call me. Talking about you want some pancakes. <laughs> you just had some pancakes. <laughs> I love when she was mocking him. <laughs> he knew how he sounded during that phone call. Crying like a little bitch. She don't play no games when it comes to her man, though. Cassidy 
is reminiscent on how to love is that that one as well etched into his brain with the chief who likes big fluffy ass in jail <laughs> they've spent the night reminiscing about their women and possibly dog problems well not possibly confirmed by the end of this episode <laughs> that they had a very contentious and uh, combative and volatile relationship very much like our chief to uh chief to protagonist but i like to think of another couple that i shipped called uh what was the ship name because i don't remember tacity <laughs> prairie dog drop charges so chief can be let out of jail we now know who's fluffy ass he wanted Cassidy encourages him and Pedro to chill on Brokeback Mountain no matter how he's hurting. Sheriff Rue asks, where is he? Not Jesse. He said, no, I'll catch him on Sunday. He sounded terrifying and rightly so. This son that the radio calls a freak or his son that the radio calls a freak is missing and he knows jesse did something and that they're lying or he's lying about it or that cassidy at least knows something about it he sits down and goes over cassidy's manila file criminal history including attempted murder of a woman he calls the crime of passion that is a comic book easter egg i will say the comic book cassidy and the tv show cassidy two different people they look very similar they act very similarly but they are completely made of different stuff because one would expect this would come up at some point but it never does sheriff ruth said what's interesting playboy is these dates i love the way joseph gilgun played it because he knows that he has figured him out he realizes what's coming he gets up he casually takes a piss and I also appreciate he didn't say, I don't know what happened to Eugene. It's just best you don't know what happened to Eugene. And once again, Sheriff Root really struggling to accept the crazy things in this world, but except he does and readily because he sets down this container and you don't know why, why he has a, this container or what's in said container. And then he says, I thought the sunglasses and the goofy hats, that was you being an asshole. But I did notice he intends to shoot and reheal him until he gets his information. Because he puts a bullet in him, grabs a Dixie cup, throws some blood in it. And he's like, this is how you heal. How Jesse's friends suffer while he's entertaining with a shit eating grin on his face at Donnie's. He states because or donnie is stating because jesse was merciful in the men's restroom when he could have had him kill himself he too was merciful when he had him dead to rights at the church because he realizes he's not a murderer or a bad guy this whole thing between them rather started off as a misunderstanding and he really wasn't a bad person donnie's just small fries he's small potatoes he's a follower you know he's a soldier in a confederate army doing what needs to be done but he's doing it basically because that's what happens around him 
But when it push comes to shove, he's a big old softy. <laughs> Tulip is still skeptical but forgiving when he apologizes outside, all excited she came back for him. She tells him he should be sorry, but he can make it up to her by killing Carlos, who's in the trunk. Flashback at the bank robbery. Carlos is chatting up Jennifer, who shuts his ass down when it comes to a date. He takes the mail from her and then tosses it in the trash can. Like, girl, you didn't watch him go in the... If that was my job, <laughs> he is outside on guard. The duo in the bank laugh at his attempt at game, and Jesse may have been more likable, a likable person, uh, during his bank robbing days with his pregnant lady. Carlos is jealous of the relationship. They're teasing of him because he has no one. He betrays them and sets the guard loose, which prompts Jesse to kill him later on because he thought they were going to get caught and go to jail instead of, you know, killing the guard and getting away. Carlos escapes with the bulk of the Luke and Tulip loses the baby. This is the event that changed the trajectory of their relationship. We go back underground. Well, first we see these uh, crap shoots, if you will. And where the crapshoot leads to. We visited this a few times. The man in charge that we've seen man the desk a few times and press a button is trying to get frisky with his girl. But she wants to watch a movie instead and he pretends to be okay with that. Sheriff Rue back at the jail is smoking a cigarette telling Cassidy he's a son of a bitch before handing it over to him. A tough son of a bitch what i meant to say he asked about eugene and he tells him jesse wouldn't hurt a kid it was an accident he may be alive though that might not be the best thing they both agree that the world is shite however nobody is perfect as cassidy digs that root may have his nerve stress having such an annoyingly good son with that particularly atrocious face root replies by dropping a whole clip into his ass and cassie's like like i said this just proves my point nobody's perfect <laughs> he then lets him go and he's like yeah it's good i have somewhere i need to be once again i think sheriff root is the standout of the season he's the only one with an actual arc donnie a little bit um emily as well but sheriff root had the most compelling uh, storyline out of this town than anyone else. And I love the way it ends with him. He's a little disillusioned. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he's tired. He's a man who's tired. He's trying to hold on to his faith. But he sees the world is simply crumbling around him. And uh, everyone that he's ever loved is gone. And the son that he does want back, for the most part, you know, he's happy to have gone as well, right? Because he doesn't have to deal with that burden. And as much as he doesn't want to admit that, because he loves his son, it is what he feels. And um, part of me can't blame him. I mean, that that's a humanistic reaction to what has occurred we don't still know the full story we only have one account of what happened with tracy loach but yeah um 
I just really thought the actor too did an outstanding performance. And uh, I also liked his scenes with, um, before I move on, with Cassidy. Even the comedy in there, like, uh, I'm pretty sure. He's like, what's with you? All this shooting at me? Like, this is not how you interrogate someone. <laughs> this isn't the law. Not in Texas. In Texas it is. Uh, Ed Donnie's Tulip and Jesse are arguing because she wants him to kill Carlos, but he believes it's up to God. Who better be a white guy? As she replies, or he'll have even more explaining to do. Amen to that shit. I love the shot of Donnie and his wife in bed. <laughs> he's got glasses on. He's reading like an old married couple. And she's like, he's still going to wake the children. They only have one son named Sam. So, um, yeah, she's happy that he accepted Christ into his heart. <laughs> but at the same time, she does not want them arguing out in her living room. Only a black person would get the joke, though, because... Clearly, Jesse didn't talk about what you trying to say. God is racist, sir. Have you looked at the schematics? Tulip yelling about her baby not coming back and someone got to pay was top-notch performance. He goes to kill Carlos because that convinces him, especially with that much emotion. And that's all she really wanted. When she comes outside and he's ready to do it, he's got a plastic bag. She's like, um, no was the thought that counted she says the most beautiful thing anyone's ever done for her she hugs him she wanted to know that he cared enough regarding her tragedy their tragedy that he would demand justice for what they lost even if they don't go through with it as far as killing him that may be what she feels she wants but she knows she herself is not a murderer so they decide to whip his ass and let him go Next morning, Donnie's wife tells the deputies that Donnie is with that, uh, what did she call her? Two dollar whore <laughs> tool up and that preacher put a spell on him. The best part is when she yelled out the window, like, go get him, boys. You go get that some bitch preacher. <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> All of her texts came out. They crawl out of her trunk, the trio, and clean up the church. Being a dispatcher, Mrs. Donnie can tell exactly how to work a phone, even if it is a supernatural one. Tulip wonders what will happen. Jesse says, I have no idea. She says, well, no matter what, after this, we're getting french fries. She meets Cass out front because he's there just in time to see him and support Jesse and gifts him with a hug that he is surprised to receive but she genuinely likes the idiot and it's clear that they both care about jesse jesse after some tinkering and a proclamation from odin that everyone needs to be serving the god of meat once this shit fails uh, he's able to get god to show up on video conference i love when he showed up on his throne all white all powerful I'm the Alpha and the Omega. You are not prepared. Everyone is floored. Even Odin, when he asks about his children. Uh, they're asking about Tracy. A lot of people got questions. Some get them answered. Some are shown some wrath. Until Jesse calls him out on being a fake when he realizes something don't feel right. 
using the word on him to get him to reveal that God actually is missing. This is a fake. And he is being escorted off screen and left the church in pretty much some confusion and despair. Like, what do you mean God is missing? Jesse, a little disillusioned, but not out the game. <laughs> we'll soon find out. Leaves with Tulip and Cassidy to go get some french fries. Leaving everyone else in the church in Odin, the deed. At the diner, as Cass predicted, this was all going to be leading to a road trip where Jesse plans to locate God and get him to answer his questions. They don't see on television that the entire town was vaporized in and because of their own bull and shit. <laughs> Everyone died. Emily and her children it was kind of sad that when I saw it happen, even though I knew it was going to happen, I was just like, gosh, damn it. <laughs> um, I thought maybe we'd be here a little bit longer, but I also understand because the comic book very much is a road trip. However, when he showed Tulip, I also love that Cassie's still bitching about the Big Lebowski. But when he showed Tulip his power, she told him, punching him you better never use that shit on her again but the two kiss and reconcile to cassidy's heartbreak in the car Love two big endings of the season is one we get our first proper introduction uh not really but the preacher is now being chased by the cowboy i was just about to say that and i was like no actually no <laughs> and Eugene is out of hell, except everyone and everything he ever knew is gone. And he does not know why. The town was a literal cesspool, and that's how it ended. It's not the first time it's ended either. Good season, good start and introduction to our three main protagonists. Can't wait to see what other shenanigans they get into. No feedback this week, but if you want to drop a line or two on the next episode, blackarcouchesgmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.